Welcome to Ditch the Binge, the podcast where I help you stop binge eating and build a banging body image without having to obsessively track all your meals, be haunted by the scale, or waste another year of your life being controlled by how you look. If you are finally ready to end the war with food and body and grab life by the balls, you are in the right place. Hey, real quick, before we dig into this week's episode, I wanted to let you know about a new program I'm offering. It's the Shameless Diet. And if you have been following me for some time, you've been waiting for the right time to reach out to me and work with me. You know you need this help and support around your food and in your life, your relationships, Now is the time to jump. This very small group program is going to be tackling food, body, self-confidence, relationships, how you show up to your life. So if you're at a point of knowing your relationship with food kind of sucks, you're tired of thinking about it, you want to be able to just eat pizza and Choose healthy options without it being a freaking war zone in your brain. You also want to stop living with so much anxiety. Listen, I'm going to cover all of this in my new group, The Shameless Diet. You do not want to miss out. It's going to be it's going to be really fun. I'm looking forward to it. I've already had a couple ladies apply. I have some more that I need to review. Again, the space is going to be really limited, and that's because the first two months, it's going to be just you and me one-on-one. You're going to get all the support you need, and we're going to tackle food and body stuff first. The second part, we're going to meet as a group, so you're going to be connected to other women who like get it, get it to their bones. And in that section, we're going to be talking about self-worth, self-confidence, relationship, people-pleasing, all of that stuff that often led us to binge eating, emotional eating, curling up on the couch with a bag of chips in the dark when no one's around in the first place. So if you are ready for an upgrade in your relationship with food, body, just how you take care of yourself, this is something you want to jump on. I'm going to drop the application in the show notes so you can click on that and read through it. The last day to apply is going to be next Friday, I think. I might move it up because I'm going to get started at the end of this month. So, Or once it fills up, then I'm pulling the application. So either way, don't wait on this. Go hit the application, read more about it, And I will follow up with next steps if this seems like something you're interested in. Or if you have more questions, just like right off the top of your mind, feel free to connect with me on Instagram. I'm happy to answer any of those. It's going to be fun. It's going to be really fun. And you're going to get all of this support through me in a really small container. So it's going to be like, sometimes people come in and they're like, what if I don't get all my questions asked? Trust me, you're going to get it. And if you've never been in a group setting it is going to change your life. I I can I can almost guarantee that. Obviously, I can't guarantee how you show up, but I promise this is going to be something that radically shifts how you show up for yourself, your sanity around food. So do not start 2022 jumping on another diet bandwagon. Don't finish 2021 feeling out of control around food. Let's go. It's time. 
So again, it's in the bio or it's in the show notes. Hop on over to there if that sounds interesting. And now let's carry on to this week's episode. Welcome back to another episode. I'm super glad that you're here. I have to say, I have had so many ideas for new podcasts that I'm wanting to put out that I'm like on the fence with wanting to do two a week for a few weeks because I just have so much stuff I want you to hear. (laughs) But this is also kind of a tendency or a pattern of my own is to do a lot all at once and then to fizzle out. But I'm also a really big believer on striking when motivation is high. And that's that's just kind of how I that's kind of how I operate the best. Um I'm not really into human design, but I've read a little bit about it and researched a little bit about it. And I guess I'm just curious if maybe that has something to do with my human design. I also like I don't know, is it is it real? I I don't know. I just don't know. But I do know that when I'm in the mood, when I'm feeling creative, I love to just get it all out there. Like that's, it feels the best for me. I don't understand how people work and, and do stuff when they're not motivated. I also don't know how people plan content and do all that stuff. I like, I don't know. My brain just doesn't work. So if you hear a couple extra episodes coming from me in the next few weeks, you're going to know it's because I just could not contain my excitement. Okay. Let's talk about looking your demons in the eyes. (laughs) What a fun topic, right? What a fun topic. But really, these are my favorite kind of topics, the topics that really just cut through the shit. And let's get to the root of the problem. Let's get to the real stuff. That is what lights me up in my conversations with clients. Like sometimes they will say, oh, I just, I don't know. I feel bad saying this. I'm like, they're just words. They're just thoughts that you have. You don't need to feel bad telling, especially me, right? Maybe other people, you you probably shouldn't say certain things to them, but especially me as your coach, it is my job. It is literally my job to remain unbiased, unfazed when you say these things to me. And 99.9% of the time, every single thing that someone has told me that's like, oh, I shouldn't say this. I feel so bad saying this. I feel like I'm a horrible person. I know I shouldn't want this, but I've heard it before or I have thought it myself. So why do we want to give air to or airtime to those fears Why do we want to look our demons in the eyes? The reason you want to do this is because if you don't, you will spend your entire life running from a feeling. I was watching this, I can't remember what streaming service it was on, but it was about the making of Jaws and it was back in the day and and Jaws itself really wasn't scary. Like it was whenever 80s, 90s, I can't remember when they made it, but it wasn't like it could be made today, right? Like you can you can tell that it is fake. So what they deliberately did in that movie was showed you very very small clips of jaws itself. Instead, they left 
the monster more mysterious and did other things to let you know that it was there without actually showing it to you. For example, one time Jaws like came and bit these barrels and you couldn't actually see Jaws do any of that, but you could see the barrels just being dragged through the ocean, like at a really fast speed or Jaws bit off a dock and you could see the wood just being dragged through the ocean at a really fast speed, creating this, your own idea of what the monster was, how strong Jaws would be, what he must look like, the strength that he must have, the speed that he must have, the damage that he must be able to do. And they did all of this because when you actually looked Jaws in the eye, when you stopped the panic, when you were just like, okay, let's look at this shark. Let's let's, let's really just look at this shark. It's like, Oh, that's it? This is it? This is what I've been scared to swim in the ocean for? This thing? It's so fake when you, when you take a minute to actually look at it. You do the same exact thing with your biggest fears, with your biggest demons, I did this a lot when I was jumping from job to job, relationship, relationship. All of that was fueled by, if I slow down, I will lose all traction. If I stop, I will never start again. And that was such a loud fear for me that I I literally did not stop unless I was sleeping because I was so terrified to. I was so terrified that if I stopped and slowed down or took time off exercise or didn't control my food, that everything would go up in flames. And that deep-seated fear kept running me further and further into the ground. I'm going to give you one more example. This also happened for me when I was... In treatment, in eating disorder treatment, I had the best therapist ever. She was, it was interesting because she was a marriage and family therapist. And normally I'm like, never wanted to work with anyone in this. They experienced everything that I had with in regards to my eating disorder. But she was really just such a fantastic therapist. And I was having a one-on-one session with her and I went into her office and I was about to just be released. I was in kind of like the step down. So I was only going a few days a week just to kind of, you know, get out into the real world and do normal stuff, but also have just that extra support a couple days a week for when I needed it. And I remember she called me into her office and she's like, okay, what are you going to do if you binge? And I was furious. I was like, I don't know why you're asking me that. That's never going to happen. I don't know why you would even ask me that. Are you like trying to get me to relapse into my eating disorder? Like I was triggered. I was set off. And it took me a really long time to figure out why. And why I was so terrified to look at that was because I thought that thinking about it would make it be true. I thought that if I even entertained the idea 
of binging after I had been through all of what I'd been through that like I was doomed. And that fear kept me so on edge, so stressed out, trying to walk that very thin tightrope with food that of course I was going to fall off or binge. And also the thing with this food stuff is that it doesn't just end, (laughs) right? Whereas with, with my drinking, it's like, okay, I just don't drink. But with your food stuff, it's like messy. And there's a lot of ups and downs and highs and lows. And there will be times where you will eat a lot of food. And there will be times when you don't get enough food. And it is all okay. That is all a part of this process. But when you are in so much fear of that happening that you can't even have a conversation about it, that might be something to look at. Now, this does not mean you sit in a, in a chair all day long and think about all of your worst case scenarios. In fact, I would say don't do this most of the time. When you do need to do this is when you notice you're in just like complete fear or scarcity or lack all of the time. When that feeling is controlling most of your day, most of your decisions, it's time to do a little inner work and ask yourself, what are you so scared of? And go there. What if it does happen? Really spend some time thinking about that. What will you do? Odds are you're going to know what to do. Odds are you've probably already been through something similar to that and come out the other side stronger. When we keep running from the boogeyman, you get tired and you aren't showing up as your truest, strongest, most sane self. When I was running from the fear of never making it, never being enough, I was exhausted. I was, yeah, I was thin, but I was Insane. I was insane. Like looking back on photos and just remembering all the jobs that I would work, all the activities that I was a part of, all the exercise that I would do, all the friend groups I tried to be a part of, like, whoa. But I was so scared of everything crumbling that I was just a wreck all of the time. So I never stopped to let myself think Because that was the scariest place to be, which was actually with myself. And when you're running from yourself, you'll never win that race. You will never outrun yourself. So the next best thing to do is to look them in the eyes. What is it that you're so afraid of happening Play it through. What if it did happen? What would you do? 
When you can look your biggest fears in the eyes, you don't stop, you don't crumble, you don't give up, you acknowledge it. This is the same thing about trying to resist anxiety, which is essentially what I was doing for years, right? As I, I was trying to outrun my anxiety. What you resist persists. That's one of those stupid sayings that is spot on. When you are running from it, it only gets louder. This was something I had to look in the eyes when I was doing my work with food the first year. A lot of, a lot of the thoughts that I had was like, I might have to gain weight. So what? I might gain weight. In fact, to be honest, one of my thoughts to combat that thought, because that was like so terrifying to me, was I can always lose weight. I had, that was like, that was the best that I could do at the time. I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I have to stop binging. Like I, I can't keep acting this way around food. I need, like, I do not want this to be another five years of my life. Like I'm so tired of it controlling me and I'm going to do whatever I have to do. And if that means I have to gain some weight, I can always lose weight later. I don't care. I just want to stop feeling insane around food. You know, another thought that I I used a lot um, was how am I going to feel about this a year from now? You know, I vividly remember there was a time where I ate four Lara bars and I was like, oh shit, like that totally would have sent me off into a binge. And I was just like, you know what? That's what I want to do. My fear is weight gain. So what? I can always lose weight. How am I going to feel about this in a year from now? And for me, those thoughts brought me back to reality. For me, those thoughts were looking my fears in the eye. When you can do that, you become stronger. You stop running from something that you think will literally kill you and you face it. It's always worse in your head. Now, this doesn't mean that you need to necessarily be excited about your biggest fears coming true. That's not what I'm saying at all. What I want you to do is move from that terrified or reactive place into a more calm space, into a more neutral space. So that you can think about those things, you can take them into consideration without, again, having to run from them constantly, is that you've just taken some of that power out of it and you're like, okay, that, okay, what if it does happen? Again, you don't have to be excited about it. You don't have to look forward to it. You don't have to shift like a 180, but just getting to a place of a little bit more neutrality just a little bit more balance. One of these fears that frequently comes up is, in addition to weight gain, is usually around finances. And it's often like, I'm scared I'm not going to have enough money. What if I don't have enough money? And it's usually from that place that you then spend more money because you are uncomfortable. And when you are uncomfortable, you want to do something 
that is comforting, which is often buying something because it, it releases that dopamine. So you're, you're actually creating or adding to your biggest fear. So if your fear is not having enough money and you sit at home and you freak out about not having enough money, what do you usually do? You usually buy something to quiet the anxiety. Same exact thing with food. Oh my God, I'm just terrified I'm going to lose weight. What if I don't do this? What if I don't do that? What if I eat too much? What if I gain this? What if I... Bah! All of that fear about weight gain usually, often, leads you to eating food because you're so stressed out. And as an emotional eater, that's what we do. You're like, well, I feel like shit, so I guess I'm going to go eat, even though my biggest fear is gaining weight. It's just like that self-fulfilling prophecy. So when you can bring down the emotion and look your fears in the eye, you have taken control. You can make decisions that you feel really good about. So what I want you to do is write out some of your fears. What are some of the things that you're running from? What are some of the things that you're fearful of? Some of these on the list, you may not be ready to to work through and dig into. That's fine. Meet yourself where you're at. There is no right way to do this. But just start to become aware of this in your life. You know, if you do choose to write them down, just think about it. Like, okay, what if this did happen? And the more you practice it, the, the more digestible it becomes the easier it is to face because you've desensitized yourself to it. It's like looking jaws in the eyes. You're like, oh, wait, it's definitely fake. (laughs) Like, uh, okay. Like, yeah, it's still kind of scary. Like, it's still a shark and it still freaks me out, especially with the music. But I have a better understanding of what it actually is. Same thing with your fears. And honestly, same thing with your body. When you avoid a mirror at all costs, when you never look at yourself in the mirror, in your brain, you're probably just, who knows what you're doing to yourself. You're tearing yourself apart. And so it's desensitizing yourself. This is exactly why I tell women to follow um, people on social media that are their size or larger. Because if all you're looking at are tiny women that look nothing like you, of course you're going to be like shocked when you see yourself in the mirror because it's just not a reality. So starting to bring in images that are just like you, that just look like you and desensitizing yourself so you don't have to be so reactive, knowing that like, oh, this is my body. And the more you practice it, the easier it gets. You can think about any of the situations or experiences you've had in your life too, where the first time you do it, you're like, oh my God, how am I going to survive this? And then before you know it, you're doing it all of the time. You know, I thought this when I paid for my first coach training, I was like, whoa, this is so much money. How am I going to do this? I can't believe it. And then over time, I'm just like, okay, like it still stings a little bit, but I don't have to freak out, right? I'm like, okay, this is what we're doing. A much more calm and focused energy instead of just like spastic, losing my mind energy. 
That is what I want for you. And that is why this work is so important to do. So notice when you're getting into that scarcity energy, not the not enoughness, the fear, and start to lean into that. It will feel uncomfortable at first. And I promise in the long run, it is going to give you so much relief and so much power back in your own life. All right, my friends, thank you for being here. I'll talk to you all next week. I just wanted to say thank you so much for being here and listening and taking time to let me into your little ear holes. It means the world to me. It would also mean the world to me if you would just take a hot little second and subscribe to the show and leave a review. This helps other people who have been where you're at or are currently where you're at find this podcast. And that is the greatest gift you could give to me. Thanks for hanging in there.